94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. This morning, uh, we are very excited to bring back to our show the mayor of the Honolulu City and County. It is Mayor Kirk Caldwell. Good morning, sir. Folks? Good to be back. Really nice. <laughs> also, it's been a while, but it's in, in dog years, it's like two, 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 two or it three years. Like, it seems like... Yeah. Yeah, your hair's much longer now. Yeah, hair's much longer. Yours is mu- <laughs> yours is looking really good. I tell you, you're styling. Hell yeah. I, I think he has an underground hair salon over here. trying to get me in trouble. But no, it looks good. It looks really good. Thank and you. If, thank you. If you do it in your that. house, it's okay. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I got it easy because I'm the I'm the the female in the room, so I don't have to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. I can just put it up in a ponytail. Yeah. Just do the bun. Mary, you can just do the bun. You can do the tip bun. bun. Yeah, yeah. Do because I don't have too much in the back, so I can bun it and cover the. Solar panel. There. Oh, there. That's creative. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, thank there's, you. There's so much that uh, indeed it mm. feels like dog years because so much has happened. We mm-hmm. haven't had you on the show in a couple of yeah. weeks, and one of the most common questions we get is they're a little bit confused about the how is there an emergency order? They think of it as a stay-at-home yeah. order, but things are opening. Can you yep. kind of clarify that? Yeah, we get a lot of those questions, mm-hmm. and so we initiate a stay-at-home, work-at-home order, Mm -hmm. meaning stay-at-home, work-at-home, be safe at home. But as we climb out of this pandemic, and we are climbing out, and we have incredibly positive news. I mean, to the credit of the residents of Oahu and all the islands, we flatten the curve. You know, zero cases for a number of days on other islands, zero cases for weeks on end. So that's really good news. So the order is changing to a restore Honolulu. How do we climb out of this? And let's say the order disappeared tomorrow. I just ripped it up and threw it away we'd all go back to what we were doing before and we could have a big outbreak again mm-hmm. and have to go back. So, you know, how do we make sure as we open up, we do it safe, safely? And, and for the people here on this island, the, the, our administration is all about protecting the public health and safety first. Mm-hmm. So we, this order is a way now to open up with thought, working with our medical panel and figuring out what the next steps are. And so the order allows us to do that. You know, we opened up parks initially for exercise only. Now parks are open up for tennis, for pickleball, for yoga. You can go to the beaches before the beaches only exercise only. Now you can go with your family unit and sit on the sand and relax. Oh boy, so, did they take you up on that oh, one? And man. I tell you, I've seen it now. I've <laughs> I've gone to Alamoana Beach Park two weeks in a row just to Ooh. go check it out. And yeah. In a way, it's it. It brings warmth to my own Are you walking amongst them going, yeah. okay, hey, that's hey, not six feet. Six feet. <laughs> separate, <laughs> separate. Yeah. Are you a family unit? Yeah, I know. Prove it. Yeah. So, but no, it looks really good. And, and now, of course, we've opened up retail. That's a big deal for Oahu. And mm-hmm. going to Alamona Shopping Center, other malls to see how things are going. And people are being careful. You know, the mm-hmm. stores have opened up with all the social distancing requirements. And you see people coming in with face masks. People are a little bit reserved. They're not turning out in droves to go shopping, they are a little bit worried, I think, and want to make sure it's safe before they go out. And now we're doing restaurants on June 5th. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this order is not, hey, stay home, don't go out. This order is now you can go out with these kinds of conditions and understandings. And the biggest one for all of us in this room, and you know, I have my face mask here, Mm -hmm. we're going to be wearing face masks for a long time. We're going to be standing six feet apart if they're not part of a family unit for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's the only way we can prevent the virus from coming back until there's a vaccine. But it doesn't mean we can't open up our economy and our community. And I think you're going to see probably sometime before the end of June, inter-island travel uh, coming about Mm -hmm. again. 
And then maybe after that, you'll see visitors being allowed in, but with a lot of conditions and maybe initially from only certain places where you don't have a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. This is how you reopen your economy, your community, and you can only do it with an order in place. Otherwise, everyone just goes back to doing whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And we could, can you imagine if we did that and we had another huge outbreak People are going to really hard to put them back, right? Mm-hmm. People are not going to want to go back. They're going to. That's where General Hara talks about. There could be rioting. There could be civil yeah, unrest. Gonna be, I think be running around like no way, no way, man. no way. You're not yeah. forcing me back into yeah. my house. And yeah. so we got to do it with a lot of thought. And that restore Honolulu order is the process, is the mechanism to do that. And the governor's order is also the same way, right? He calls mm-hmm. it safer at home, or I don't know what it's called now. Act, act with, with care. care. Mm-hmm. So he's changing mm-hmm. from safer at home to act with care. Mm-hmm. These are all ways to tell the public, hey, you can come out now, but you got to act with care. You can come out now as we restore Honolulu, but do it safely. Mm. Now for you, uh, I mean, you're in contact obviously with all the different uh, mayors around the nation. So what have you been hearing from them? Um, you know, you've got stuff that's happening in San Francisco and stuff that's mm-hmm. happening in New York, and there's such a big difference. Yeah in the numbers and you know how they um how they reacted to things so uh, what have you learned from seeing all that stuff yes I, you talk about it and i was just thinking you know willie k passed away yesterday yes and, uh, and mm-hmm. i was thinking we hosted the u.s conference of mayors first time since president kennedy was president in 1963 mm. last year last mm. summer willie k was the closeout performer on the last night that's a good way to you know these it. guys from the continent they didn't know who willie k was he performed you know, he, he, he had them on their feet at the end yeah. and crying because yeah. he talked yeah. about he may not be here next year. You, this uh, could be my last performance. Wow. But, you know, he did his opera. He mm-hmm. did his mm-hmm. chalang He did everything in between. Mm-hmm. And he connected to their hearts. He taught them what aloha really is. They really understood it by the end of what he was talking about. And he mm. wove all of us together. And these are mayors from large cities around the country. African-American mayors, mayors of different ethnic uh, background, they all came together in that room with Willie Kay. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And so, but I was gonna say, my, some of my favorite mayors, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Boston, Marty Walsh, the mayor of, of LA, Eric Garcetti, the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed. We look at what each other is doing. Yeah. And one thing all these mayors are talking about is aggressive testing. They're saying we wanna open up you need to open up and you can't wait till a vaccine 18 months, two years from now, we'll be, we won't have anything to come out to it. It'll just be a cinder of an economy and world. So how do you do it safely? And what they're all saying is you need to be aggressive in your testing, testing all the time as you open up, as you go back to your new normal. And when you find cases, you immediately contact trace. Who did you come in contact with? Who did you, and then you go test them too. And if they test positive, anyone positive, you help, put them in some form of isolation, quarantine, wrap them in a cocoon till they get better. You can do that, we can open up. We can thrive and still have a presence of this virus, not large numbers. And so that's why you hear me in Honolulu, I I talk about it till I'm blue in the face. Some people at our administration get sick of me talking about it. Today we're gonna have a press conference. We're gonna talk about more aggressive testing because I believe these are the best practices and we hear this from the other mayors. We can do it, you know, Seoul, Korea, Incheon, Korea. Incheon is a city of three million people. They never shut down. They had 90 cases, not one death in a city of three million. You know, we're at 1.4 million. We had 17 deaths and many more cases than 90, and yet they never shut down. You could fly into Incheon Airport, beautiful airport, 
go to have dinner, eat your favorite Korean kalbi, and sit around and talk. But when they found someone who is sick, and they test a lot, mm. they immediately put you into quarantine, they contact traced, and they were able to allow the economy to chug along, but hammer down the impacts of the virus. We can do that here. Yeah. I'm aiming to do that. Yeah. What is the status of the, now I remember watching uh, when you first introduced that idea about bringing on the community mm-hmm. centers to do the testing yeah. and you know bringing it out into the, the lesser served communities. What's happened with that initiative? Because I know there was a back and forth with the health department about are those tests a good one to use and et cetera, et cetera. What's the latest you know, on that? interesting on that. Everly Well, by the way, they initially said that their, their tests weren't uh, legal in the country, mm-hmm. which is not correct. And they said their labs weren't certified, which was not correct. They backed away from that. But there is so much pushback from the Department of Health that we we are pursuing another avenue because we need their cooperation. Now, Everlywell, by the way, was just in the news in the New York Times. They have now been approved by the FDA to do um, to do testing in your homes. You know, you swab test on your own and they've gotten the approval for that. So this is not a fly-by-night company. It's a company that's on the leading edge. So what we're looking at now is just working with our two labs, diagnostic labs, clinical labs, purchasing tests from them and delivering to the community health centers and then they do the test. Now, why is this critical? Community health centers are in our communities of need, Cohill Park Terrace, Camp 4 Housing, Pololo Housing, YNI. It's getting tests out to people who may not have a primary care physician, may not go to one of their emergency health centers because it costs money. Mm. And so we're trying to help get testing out into communities of need and to make sure they're protected too and also help our community health centers who are really hurting right now because there's not elective uh, things going on and so they don't have income we want to keep pushing the testing it's how we open up it's our insurance policy to make sure that we're catching where the virus is and then jumping on it right away with that we can keep opening up by the end of june i could look as handsome as you with the haircut, <laughs> nice sidewalls, and everything else. But, but we're, so we're anxious done, to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Yeah. You I the camera's on you yeah. and not on me I right now. Holy you saw <laughs> my communications director, Alex. I mean, look at his hair. Yeah, he could only do one style, short, really short. <laughs> but I'm not brave enough to do that myself. Yeah. Well, people are very excited to hear that, that these various uh, uh, activities are going to get to open in June. Can you... Help clarify a couple of things, though. I know yesterday Governor Ige had his press conference and he talked about his sort of tiered approach also to um, opening, reopening the economy, getting it restarted and diversifying and all of that. Can you help people understand who is calling the shots on how this economy is supposed to reopen? Because um, can I just tell you, so we posted this question on our Kumu Facebook about, you know, do you have questions for the mayor? Um, let me read you a question that kind of goes to the heart of, of what I'm talking about. Uh, one of our listeners, Jamie, he basically said, can you and the governor not have dueling press conferences and can you guys be more closely coordinated? Because he said as a taxpayer, as a voter, he feels confused, like the like the orders and the directions don't always jive. So can you can you help him understand that and help all of us understand so, that? I think it's a, a good question, Jamie, and it's one that is asked of us all the time. One, I want to say that the governor's announcement yesterday, the, 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 the phased approach to opening up, the different colors where we are from red to orange to yellow to green to blue, and then the circles about what opens up when, kind of not in exact dates, but you know, kind of in months, and half circles, full circles, I think is a great step forward because it's the kind of thing Jamie's asking that many are, so Mayor, what's the long-term plan? 
one, no one has gone through this ever before. You know, the flu of 1918, that was over 100 years ago. So everyone is learning as we go. And there's no playbook you open up to. You look at the, at the national government, who is not, I believe, doing a very good job of communicating how things go. They've kind of stepped back and allowed each state to do what they want to do, and each state is doing very many different kinds of things. And then when it, within states are cities, and we talked about you know my favorite mayors and cities, and they're doing their thing. So I think what we're seeing here is being repeated and played out across the country. So we're not unique in that way, but it doesn't mean it's not difficult for people to follow. The governor, you know, the governor and I are actually pretty close. You know, we worked hard together for many years, and you know, I I've liked working with them. Um, He's a very thorough, thoughtful person who takes action once he gets all the information put into place. And you saw that action being taken yesterday. Cities and counties are much more nimble, I believe, as you may remember. The city and county of Honolulu was the first to act. We shut down our restaurants, bars, and nightclubs way before anyone else. And then shortly after that, we did our stay-at-home work-at-home order. On a Sunday, at Monday at, at 4.30 in the afternoon, we shut down Oahu. Um, because we felt, seeing the number of cases and what we're, the models we're showing, we were going to have a major problem if we didn't act. And we can do that a little more quickly than a state because the state has four counties, it's more, it has more bureaucracy, and cities, no matter where in the country, are more nimble in that way. And so we acted quickly to sh shut everything down. I think it helped contribute to what occurred on Oahu and around the state. Now as we open up, I think Oahu is a little bit more cautious than than others may want to be. We opened up retail last, and restaurants were doing on June 5th. I think Maui is doing a little earlier. I'm not sure. Why is that? The reason is, is unlike the other counties, we have a million people crowded together on an island that's not that big, and most of them live on the South Shore. So my view as mayor, standing where I'm standing and looking over the scene, I see greater concerns, and so we're a little slower the state may want to be a little faster because they're looking at all the counties. So that's where you get some of this, um, I wouldn't say disagreement, but different approaches to how you do it. And I don't think there's an easy way to resolve that because each county, you know, Kauai County is very cautious also, and we understand why. Mau a big island with, you know, so much land. You can put the whole island of Oahu and Puna and still have land left over. Mm -hmm. And so it's a big place, and Harry never totally shut down. You know, he did, and Maui is three islands that people live on. So we are all a little different. I think you're going to see as we open up each county being a little bit different than the entire state. But the governor gives the infrastructure, the overview that he did yesterday. I think that helps the people, the residents of all our islands kind of understand, hey, what's the plan? Here's the plan. But within the plan, each county may be a little bit different. And mm -hmm. the governor said that yesterday. So, Jamie, I'm sorry if it's not absolutely crystal clear. I think it's going to help now looking at that plan, and I think you're going to see us all operating within the general parameters, but each of us may be a little different. Hair salons open on Maui on Monday, I think, yeah? Is it Monday? The 25th. The 25th. 25th. Yeah, 25th they open. Mm -hmm. We're not going to open maybe until June. Yeah. And so a little bit different. If we had inter-island travel, we could all go to Maui to get our hair cut and come back. Um, and that's oh, but you just got a quarantine, a, see? Yeah, they got a quarantine, yeah, so you got to exactly. get rid of the quarantine. Exactly. But, um, so I think that just shows the difference between each county. And okay. It's not a simple thing, Jamie, to answer. I wish I could say, hey, we're all going to march to the same drum and do what the state does. But we all 
are concerned about the people we represent, and each county is just so different. Well, mm-hmm. on that then, okay, so I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. I realize yeah. it's a little bit of a touchy subject, but we have had Lieutenant Governor Josh Green on this show a couple of times as well. We bring him on because he's a healthcare liaison mm-hmm. for the state. Um, and he has had some things to say about the city and county of Honolulu going out ahead of the state. He feels like that's not proper. So sometimes he has said some things about why why is the mayor speaking out and making moves before the governor says it's okay. Um, I think today in Civil Beat there is a story about the governor and 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 some some critics talking about how he's not acting fast enough. And so the question that I have for you in that environment is: Has Honolulu been jumping out forward because the state has not been working fast enough to to make those moves that you think are most important? for Oahu, being that it is the population center of the state? So, you know, um, that's a great question. For me as mayor, everything we do, from when we shut down to opening up, we're putting the health and safety of the public first and foremost in everything we do. There's not an action we don't take where that's not right in front of us. And we only take that action when we believe it's going to protect the public, both in shutting down and opening up. And so that has been our focus the whole way along. And... You know, there's being mayor comes with the territory of controversy. People question <laughs> things that I do. They've been doing that now. I've been in my eighth year. So it comes with the territory. And, I, you know, there's going to be criticism no matter what I do. But again, I think it's always about health and safety of the, of the people of Oahu first. In the end of the day, we all need to work together. Um, that's the only way we get through this. And at the end of the day, in a place like Hawaii, where we're all crammed together, particularly Oahu, we need to focus and cooperate and get the job done by working together. You'll see that in me every single day. Um, you'll never see me criticize, I don't think. It's always about trying to kind find a solution. I may push, prod, poke at times in order to get things done, and I think that's my job, and always put the health and safety of the public first. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very mm-hmm. nice. Okay. Um, may I also wanted to talk about the uh, rental, assistance br- rental assistance branch and rehabilitation loan branch your COVID-19 thing. Yes. That was a really long thing to say. Yeah. Uh, but if you could uh, sort of shed some light on that, okay. uh, I think it'd be great. I look at it, I even say it's simpler. It's helping individuals and helping businesses. We have two programs. Oh, see, both that's much easier. Yeah. I wish yeah. I could put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> started on Monday. And um, one is to help individuals who need assistance in paying their rent or their mortgage or utility bills or childcare. And it can be up to $1,500 a month for six months. That's somewhat That's significant lot, for yeah. individuals. Mm-hmm. And it's $25 million. And we can add a, we're looking at adding another 25, but we want to see how the first 25 goes out. How does it work before we commit? And then yesterday, we also opened assistance for small businesses. These are smaller businesses under a million dollars in revenue, under 30 employees. And it's, again, $25 million, up to $10,000 per business to help them with the expenses of opening up when they have to modify, right? Mm-hmm, like we say mm-hmm. retail, you can open, but you got to put certain things, hand sanitizer, plexiglass, yeah. mm-hmm. restaurants even more. And we're going, okay, there was a cost when we shut you all down. Now there's a cost when you open up. And we want to assist with that cost. And we wish you could give more than 10000 but the more you give, the fewer people can get it. Mm-hmm. And so this is a way to help as many. And, you know, yesterday they opened up and on the small business one, between noon and the end of the day, over a thousand applications. Oh wow! It almost crashed wow. the system. A lot of lot of interest out there. So both of them, twenty five million. We could add another twenty five million. That's a hundred million between the two. I'm thinking you're going and with the second twenty five million. Then I think so. Okay. And, this <laughs> and, that, is way, and that came out of the federal CARES Act. Yeah, it right? came out yeah. of the federal CARES mm-hmm. Act. Mm-hmm. Money so you guys to have Oahu. to go in and apply. So we're. 
cities all across the nation were all applying yeah. for this, and we were able right. to get that much. That's we great. Got, we got three hundred and eighty-seven million dollars. Wow. Um, and actually, it was it was not so much applied. It was given in a formula to oh, okay. cities and counties over half a million. Okay. So the other counties didn't get it that way. They got it through the state. And now mm-hmm. the state is giving each county a share of the CARES Act money that the state got. Nice. We're out there and we're doing other things. We're, we're spending about $130 million for first responders. You know, there's a lot of demands yeah. being placed on them with the pandemic. Um, but we're looking for more ways to get money out to the public here on Oahu to help them struggle through the opening up and get them back on their feet again so we can get through this and, and uh, help each other. So when you say you're looking for more ways to get money out to the public, what do you see other initiatives coming down that, that we can expect? I think there could be others. I mean, we I've, there's nothing for me to announce today, but we are looking always for where the need, where is that need? You know, even things like spending, we're going to be using CARES money for the testing. Getting money to community health centers who are struggling is a way to help support and in critical, I mean, the Waianae Comprehensive is an incredible asset to the West Side and keeping them healthy financially is important for the West Side. So we're doing, those are an example of another way to get money out. And mm-hmm. people come up to us and say, hey, how about this? We're open, we'll look at it. Nice. All things yeah. are on the table. How about the, the, that food distribution that's been going on oh, at the Stadium? That's, that's, yeah. that's another one, so you know, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Seems like that was dog years. Yeah. Now, I think we, we're doing a total of eight or nine, and I think we're in our sixth one now. And I've gone to a few of them. I have to say, there's been a few times during this pandemic when I've cried. Once was when I, we shut down everything. I got up at like three in the morning on the second night and at three and looked out the window and Manoa was quiet. And I just thought, how many lives are gonna be negatively impacted? Save, protected, but just the impact. It mm-hmm. was really a hard moment. The other is going out and, and, and helping hand out bags of food just driving in and seeing the lines backed up to the freeway and the kind of cars you see are not all bus up kind of cars they're nice cars and what it told me these are people who worked their whole life and had a job in the visitor industry never once asked for a handout they actually probably gave out money when they had it now they have none both neither them nor their spouse have a job no income no unemployment insurance because there was that gap and they're hungry mm-hmm. and they're coming for food and then you stand there and you see cars go by Kupuna, you see little kids with signs saying thank you. And it just broke my heart in a, in a way. It also it was a good feeling that we knew we were meeting that need. Food Bank is awesome. Ron Mizutani is awesome. Micah Kane of the Hawaii Community Foundation, who kind of came up with this with Peter Ho, who is the CEO of Bank of Hawaii, and reached out to the city and said, would we be willing to help? And we said, yeah, we'll kick in a million dollars. Hawaii Community Foundation kicked in a million through um, Bank of Hawaii. And then Ron Mizutani stepped up, right? He has a system he can buy bulk food for really cheaper. And then we're looking, I mean, Mm -hmm. if there's a need, we'll continue to fund this program going into the future. I think there will be. But that's another example. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a small price. A million dollars in CARES money to feed 260,000 people on Oahu. It's worth every single penny. Thank you for keeping it at uh, the... Lost stadium. The stadium no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know because originally we saw the press the initial yeah. press release that came out. I know that the idea was to go out over to different parts yeah. of the island, but it's so huge. Yeah. Is it serving yeah. as many people as as because I know each time the target is to serve four thousand yeah. families or individuals, but there are people who still are not getting served. And so I wondered if there are any plans or consideration for expanding it in some yeah. way or So that's a good yeah. question. A couple so there are four thousand and four thousand people are fed every 
time they do mm-hmm. this. And they do a survey when you come in. 60 to 70% of people that are unemployed have no income, no no insurance. So <sighs> it is meeting that gap that we thought. So how do we get it? You know, we wanted to go around the island, but you're right. Traffic gets so backed up. You do it in Waimanalo. So what we're talking about, exploring it, is we learn as we go, right? We did different places and we, Aloha Stadium was the, the most efficient way, mm-hmm. place to do it. But now we're thinking, can we bag some of the food and actually then put it on trucks and take smaller amounts out to the around the island. Mm-hmm. You could go out Laie and hand out smaller amounts, maybe Waimanalo, but only maybe 500, and somehow let the community know in a quiet way that, hey, the community come over here for food. And so we're exploring that as a way to get it out, to, di- to break apart the large handout and turn it into smaller handouts. There's some strategic challenges, right? Because you got to bag it in one place because all the food comes in big pallets, potatoes, bread, and then you put them in the bags and there's a lot of bags. So we'd have to somehow figure out how you congregate it all, put it in a truck in a way that it's all put together and then take it to these communities. But they're exploring it. And I think there's going to way to do that. Well, there's a a will, there's a way. There is a will (laughs) and there is a way. Mayor, it, if I can ask you one last question, yeah. because several of our listeners also asked this. It was the concern about um, the city's enforcement of quarantine breakers, because that seems to be mm. keep, you know, it keeps popping up in the news. And I know when the governor, you know, when when that 14 day quarantine came down, uh, he said, you know, the, the counties are going to be in charge of enforcing that. And I feel like we're having this, sl- you know, gradual uptick of more and more tourists coming. Yeah. Now we're in like the 200s, getting close to yeah. 300 a yeah. day. How are is the city going to address that? Well, if you remember when the when we did the stay at home work at home order, I drafted a letter, asked the mayors and the governor to sign to President Trump, mm-hmm. just stopping all visitors from coming to Hawaii. I remember that none zero. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to stop planes coming. We want the belly cargo. They bring food. They bring other <laughs> things, and we want returning. We want our our children, our families to come home. And of course, the flight crews got to come in. And so it wasn't stopping flights, it was stopping visitors. Well, that didn't work. So now we're dealing with the fallout from that. We got visitors coming. And I would have to say, most visitors coming here, why are they coming right now? You come here and you got to quarantine for 14 days. <laughs> what kind of people are those who are willing to risk their own safety getting on a plane and then coming here and quarantining? So I think they're not the most law-abiding kind of people who are showing up. They're looking for you know cheap fares and a cheap vacation, and then they could infect all of us. So we deal with those people. And here's the thing. We, the, the police department, has warned thousands of people. They've cited thousands yes. of people, and they've arrested hundreds. Mm-hmm. So they are enforcing, but it's hard. You know when they arrest someone, if it's a quarantine breaker, they take them to book them? Because of COVID-19, they say, you don't want your jails to be crowded? They're released on their own recognizance. So even after they break the quarantine, mm. they go back out again, unless somehow you can get them to the airport. Now, you can't just take someone to the airport against their will. That's called kidnapping in our country. <laughs> if they're willing to voluntarily go, you know, VASH has a program to pay for your way back. But you can't force someone to go where they don't want to go. And they're, so under the law, they are released under their own recognizance. And they can go break it again. That's very frustrating for the police department that has a lot of other demands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's, I think information is critical. Coming through the airport, if you're a visitor, the only place you can stay is in a hotel. Because vacation rentals, the few that are legal, are non-essential now. So Mm -hmm. no vacation rental should be used by a visitor that's staying for 30 days or less. The only place you can stay is a hotel. That's a good thing, because if you go to a hotel, hotels are better in terms of monitoring their guests. They know, hey, the guy's coming out of his room. Call HPD. They come and cite you, and they put you back in the room. That's easy. When you're staying a vacation rental that's illegal or non-essential, 
harder to enforce because no one's watching. Yeah. And I think that's what's going on. So visitors, hotels only. If you're a returning resident and you're coming home, the person you're staying with, your mom, your dad, your auntie, uncle, tutu, has to be responsible to make sure you stay in your home for 14 days. That happens a lot. But if we do those two things, the job being placed on the Honolulu Police Department becomes much less. But we know homeless guys are coming in yeah. and they're showing up at our post, our triage center in Kia Lagoon. And how does that happen? So a little tightening up needs to occur. I mm -hmm. think that's working, by the way. We had a good call with Governor Ige and the people at the airport and our attorney general last week and the chief of police, very productive. I think they're really starting to tighten uh, down on how they do this. And it's really important because as we open up to visitors, we gotta make sure we're really careful mm -hmm. on who comes in and where they go. Mm -hmm. we're, we're gonna get there. I think it's, it's starting to happen now. And we wanna thank Ford Fujigami out at the airports. We wanna thank um, Wes Yonemini who works with Ford. We wanna thank Claire Connors of the Attorney General. They're, they're really starting to, to get a tighter system and we're glad for that. We wanna work with them on it. Okay. Awesome, awesome. So, I, I, again, I know your time is limited. <laughs> yeah. Spinning forward, then, just so, just so that you just can one finish. More, one more. Time, time, is, more. time so is limited, but she's going to ask some more questions. No, actually, I just want to let, let him finish on a strong yeah. note. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it is that you think uh, people should know is coming next. You're going to see in, in the early part of June, um, hair salons, um, other kinds of, of, you know, fitness kind of things, gyms, are things that are going to open up. I would say pretty much by the end of June, unless we see problems, most things are going to be opened up in some form. It's not going to be a free-for-all. You're still going to be wearing a mask. There's going to be modifications, physical distancing. But um, I think you're going to see things returning back to a new type of normal that they refer to. And maybe by the end of summer, you know, a lot of modifications are taken down. Yeah. Okay. And, you're talking, and you're talking about the local economy, like serving yeah. Kamaaina. Because yeah, yeah. the, the opening tourism is a different That's a different animal. challenge. Yeah, yeah. That, that comes down the road somewhere. But can't wait too long because without tourism, we don't really have an economy. Yeah. Yeah. We may yeah. think so, but, you know, it's yeah. such an important segment of our economy, unfortunately. If we can diversify, but that's been a dream for decades right. from before you were born, Devin. Yes, you know, which is a long time ago. Actually. A long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank, thanks, guys. thank you, Mira. Thank you for not making a joke yeah. about me. I, yeah, I, I, I got I you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you, Mary. We appreciate you being here. Uh, Alex is, is like leaning toward the door already. Yeah. He wants to run. He's going to grab you and drag you out yeah. of here as quickly as he can. But uh, Mary, thank you so much for stopping okay. by. Yes, really will appreciate you thank please you. please join us yeah. again? We and, uh, yeah, we'll Alex up. and I'll come back. Yeah. And I'll go to the others <laughs> next Alex time. Is like, but only if we yeah. can only stay for like the exact amount of time I'm saying. Because yeah. he keeps looking oh, at his watch yeah. going, we got to go. We got to go. We parked right on Bishop. Yeah, I know. Just no space. I hope HVD didn't tow our car, Alex. That would be ironic. Yeah. <laughs> thank okay. You. Okay. Well, thank you, Mayor. Mayor for our Kumukokua segment. Mahalo for being yeah. with us Mahalo. this morning. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, it's 94.7 Kumu. 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 Kumu.